Okay, let's just jump into this. I really want to share something that I think will, um, I want to continue on that thought last Sunday. We shared that um, in the Corinthian letter, Paul said that now as a new creation, when we look at the glory of God in the face of Jesus, when you see the revelation of who God is, the glory of God, and the glory of God, Moses asked Jesus, I mean, Moses asked the Father one time, he said, Father, God, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord revealed his glory to Moses. And this is how he began when he revealed his glory to Moses. He said, I am the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, faithful, full of loving kindness. That's when Moses was in the cleft of the rock and all of his glory passed in front And the Lord shielded Moses with his hand because he couldn't see his face and live. So he only saw the back parts of God, the scripture says, which means it was like a comet. And the intensity of the comet that came past that cave, he saw the tail of the comet. It was a, it was a, the, the volume was turned down. It was the same substance, but it was turned down so he could behold the glory of God. So here's the hand of God blocking Moses. That, I believe, is a picture of the Christ the right hand of God, Jesus himself coming to earth and then being lifted up again to see the glory of God. And so Moses saw the goodness of God and, his, and we know in the, later his face would shine when he saw the goodness of God. This is what I want to, this is the nugget I want to continue to talk about today. Last Sunday, we said that when we look at the glory of God in the face of Jesus, Paul said, It is as if you're looking in a mirror and you're seeing your own face. The new creation. As Jesus is, so are we. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, he the vine, we the branches, one with him, It is true he has created us new after the image of the one who created us. Ephesians says, after the image of the one who created us new, spiritually new creation within this body. The power of sin has been quarantined in our mortal body. You're no longer fighting against yourself when you sin. You're fighting against the power of sin in the flesh that is not who you are. The face of God has been given to you. Now, this is the point that I want to share. This is so awesome, saints. We hear revelation about grace and the finished work of Christ, and we wonder why it doesn't take root sometimes in us and why we're still doing stupid fleshly things. I wonder about it myself all the time. Why do I still do stupid fleshly things when I see all these things? What's going on? The mysterious dynamic of heaven has to do with beholding the face of God with your true face. Communing with him, we must go into his presence with our true face. That's why we come in boldly to a throne of grace. 
We come into His presence many times thinking, I'm a worm, or I'm not worthy, or I'm not. The key to this mysterious dynamic of bringing forth the real you and me out of this body, so this body that the Spirit may put to death the deeds of the body, that the real me may be manifested, is to come boldly with your real true face. To believe. To believe. It's all of faith. It's all of faith. It's, it's, as, it's as if, it's when Jesus said, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus turned and said, let me tell you now who you are, Peter. You are a rock. You're not Simon Barjona anymore. This is who you are, Peter. It's, it's such an awesome key. It's such an awesome key. We come complete in complete humility Because he has given us his identity. He has created us new in him. You and I, when we take time to commune with him and walk with him and hear him, remember, go in your true face. And there is a a corresponding Glory. That's why Paul says when you see him, you're seeing yourself as if in a mirror. It is the one, it's the, it's the dynamic that's missing in the church because how can we see this truth when we see ourselves continually in need of cleansing and continual need of forgiveness and continual need of, of getting better and blind to the new creation, blind to the, to the awesome spiritual work of the, of the work of Christ. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be opened that we might see the hope of this calling and the, the riches of the inheritance that's inside of you and the greatness of the power that is toward you, which is according to the power he exercised when he raised his son from the dead and seated him high above all principalities and all power. It's a revelation of this awesome new creation in him. We come boldly to a throne of grace because that's who we are. Remember Jacob? We talked about Jacob. Jacob is a picture of the new creation. Esau and Jacob are born. And and Esau is a picture of the flesh, the natural. And Jacob is a picture of the spiritual. Esau is born first, first the natural, then the spiritual. And they're holding, he's hold, Jacob's holding onto his heel because it's a picture of one person being born, one entity. And so God is teaching us there that a spiritual circumcision will take place. You know how God moves um, with circles within circles? Well, you got the circle of Abraham of faith. God cuts covenant with Abraham. And so Abraham, the next circle is Isaac. Isaac is offered up on the altar, and yet he doesn't die. He's replaced with the lamb. Well, when we believe like Abraham did, we go through death and resurrection like Isaac did. And a circumcision takes place like Jacob did. See? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Covenant God cuts with Abraham. Abraham's not involved in it. Covenant's between the father and the son. He, we believe. Then we go through the Isaac circle. And that's the death and resurrection of the substitute ram. And then through that death and resurrection, there's a, a circumcision, a division of Esau and Jacob. And then Jacob has 12 sons. And 12 sons are the 12 manifestations of who you are. The names of the 12 sons are who you are. And so, so, when, so when we see, see it? But this is what's so cool. 
The life of Jacob, study the life of Jacob because that's all about you and me as a new creation. The very first part of Jacob, we talked about, you know, about how he saw the, uh, an open heaven. He went to sleep. He saw an open heaven and a door and a ladder. And he said, God is in this place and I knew it not. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And the first thing the new creation must understand is that we're one with him. That he's in us. The scripture says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So we're one with him. We're one with him. We have an open heaven. There's nothing, no barrier. And the second thing Jacob saw was, you know, he had the, his, his cattle was multiplied because he, tur- he pulled the peeling off of those sticks and put it in the water trough. And his cattle would drink from that water with the white stripes on the stick. And they, what they saw, they became. As they saw the white striped sticks in the water, they made it by the water troughs, the scripture says. And those cattle became spotted because he had a deal, you know, with Laban that, okay, you get all the spotted cattle and I get all the rest. Because at that time, there were only a few spotted cattle. And he was trying to do bad to Jacob. But God said, do this. And all these cattle started having spots and stripes on them. So he was multiplied. But what God is saying there is that the new creation is transformed by revelation. What you see, you become. What you see, you become. What you see, become. And, and, and they mated. They mated at the water troughs, which is a picture of intimacy. A picture of intimacy where, you, where we see these things and we, we commune with the Lord. And we are, we are transformed in this spiritual dynamic of seeing and becoming and, ex- and manifesting But the third thing I want to talk about is the third phase of Jacob before he crossed the river back and Esau was no longer a problem, no longer a threat to him. Esau, a picture of the flesh. When he crossed, before he crossed over, remember, he waited alone and he struggled struggled with an angel until daylight. And he struggled and he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And so the, what happened was the new creation gets to a place of complete dependency. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. But this is what happened. The final phase of this, this growing revelation of who we are in Christ. This is what happens. He's struggling with this angel which is really probably not an angel. It's probably the Lord himself because we see later in the passage what it says. And the angel says, you lack one thing. You need to know who you are. Your name is not Jacob. Your name is Israel. You see that? This is your face. Jacob, you're not... You're not a conniver. You're not a supplanter. This is who you are. A prince with God and with men. This is your face. And, he, and then he said, I have seen the face of God and I still am alive. You see? So the new, the new creation, God wants us to see not only who he is, which is, it all begins there, but that he has made us like himself. So now, when we commune with him, when we encounter him, this is such a key, saints, we forget our face. James says, don't be like the man who forgets 
what his face looks like. He looks into the natural mirror and walks away and forgets who he is. His face. Son of God, daughter of God. Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for showing us these things. Lord, thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal these things to us. Great is your mercy. Great is your faithfulness. You have come to heal the brokenhearted, mend the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free, loose the captives. It's true. It's all true. Oh, God, help us see it. It's there. It's there. It's always been there. It's always been there. Paul, I send you forth to open the eyes of the blind that they might be rescued from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, that they might receive the complete forgiveness of all sins and an inheritance that is given to all those who are sanctified by faith in me. Lord, I pray right now that this is, I know, an unusual meeting. I pray right now that the, your spirit would touch the brokenhearted. I pray that by the Holy Spirit that you open the eyes of the blind. Show us there are more with us than with them. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Show us, Lord, you've been raised above all principalities and powers, all dominion and every name that is named in heaven and earth and below the earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive honor and glory, power and might. Great is the Lord who is within you. Great is the God of Israel who is inside of you. Lord, thank you for this awesome work a new creation. Behold, I make all things new. If any man in Christ, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come to me, my child. I see no spot in you. I see no wrinkle in you. I see no blemish in you. Come, my beloved. Come, run with me. Come to me. I see nothing but purity and peace and righteousness and joy. Come to me, my daughter. Come to me, my son. You are my son. You are my son. You are my daughter. Come to me. Be not afraid. Come boldly to the throne of grace and find help and mercy in time of need. 
I will never, never, never leave you nor forsake you. Come to me. You were the joy that was set before me when I endured the cross. You were the joy. You are my joy. Come to me. Be not afraid. Come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light, and you shall find rest for your souls. Come to me. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, and they will not hear a stranger. I have done it. It is finished. Lord, we just thank you that you're so good. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that raises its voice in condemnation, you shall condemn. For our righteousness is of the Lord. And this is the inheritance of the saints. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I am the good shepherd that lays his life down for the sheep. The Lord is our shepherd, and we shall lack nothing. You do lead us to green pastures and still waters. You restore our soul. Thank you for the joyful sound, Lord. Thank you for the joyful sound. As we worship today with the rest of our brothers and sisters, Lord, I pray that we would come to you with our true face, a face of holiness, righteousness. A gift from you, our true face, the new creation, without fear, with boldness, 
that we might see your true face, the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the mercy that endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Your sons and daughters, we come to you. You and us, we and you. We just thank you, Lord, for all things or for our sakes, that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may abound to thanksgiving to the glory of God. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, have you not ever read that the priest break the law every Sabbath as they work in the temple? They break the law every Sabbath as they work on the Sabbath in the temple. And yet they are blameless. Have you never read that? He said, I tell you the truth. One greater than the temple is among you. And if you're inside of me, you are blameless. I know this was kind of an unusual morning, but I really felt like it was the right thing to say. God be with us, because God is with us. Emmanuel. You know, he didn't come on Christmas. We sing songs, Emmanuel, God with us. He didn't come just to walk among us visibly and then leave us. That was the whole point. He came that he might live inside of us, the same Christ in us through the Holy Spirit, the very presence of Jesus himself with us always. Lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. So I just encourage us all to... Go to him with your true face because your true face is perfect. Jesus cannot join himself to anything less than perfection. He had to make a new spirit so he could put the Holy Spirit in us. He created us new. He, he's, whoever, whose spirit is joined to his spirit is one spirit, the scripture says. He created us new so he could join himself to us. We are perfect. Perfect. We are made in the image of the one who created us new. This is where the renewal of the mind takes place. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. We go not forgetting who our face, what our face looks like. And this mysterious heavenly dynamic is at work without even realizing it, with open face, not a veil as Moses did, which face was fading, but with open face, we behold the glory of God and find ourselves shining brightly 
manifesting what his, what his work has accomplished within. The new heart gets out. Yes? Um, one thing that really helps me get a hold of this every day was a suggestion you may have even made to us, but when you look in the mirror in the morning, first thing, and you see yourself, you say, good morning, Jesus. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's very cool. That's very cool because he's right inside of us. That's exactly right. And we are made in his image. That's awesome. That's awesome. James says, you show me a man who doesn't forget what his face looks like, I'll show you a man who's empowered by God to do the works of God. But see, religion, the enemy, the world is always trying to tell you that he didn't do it. And that's the lie. Jesus said, when I return to earth, will I find faith on the earth? Yes, he will. He will find millions. For they overcame the beast and his lies by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, not loving their lives even unto death. Awesome. Love you guys. Keep praying for me. I really appreciate your prayers. Keep praying for Clark and Beth and this church. It's really an oasis. It's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But the enemy doesn't want the message going out of this body. He doesn't want it to get out. And... um, it is getting out because it's not just this church. There are other places. There are books like this. It's getting out everywhere. It is like the second reformation. It's happening. We're in the middle of a historic. But, you know, the main thing is not that we're in the middle of this historic thing. The main thing is that Jesus loves you. <laughs> I mean, that's like he said to the disciples. He said, you know, don't rejoice in the fact that the demons are subject to you in my name. Rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Rejoice that you're with me. And I'm with you. Jesus loves us. Awesome. So we take these things that he's showing us. And I want to encourage you to take time to take walks and to be quiet. You know, take time to just go to him with your true face and see his true face and see what happens. See what the still small voice says. See what happens after you leave that walk with him. You know, take walks and one of the, one of the strategies of the enemy is to keep us so busy and so full of noise all around us that we can't get quiet to hear. And it's, it's in that dialogue, it's that communion. Sometimes no words are spoken. It's just spirit to spirit. And what I do, I try to, first thing I do when I take a walk or something, what I do is, I, I, first thing, my first thought is to let him love on me. See, it's not that we first loved him. He first loved us. The Old Testament said the greatest commandment is to, for you to love God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. 
and you to love your neighbor as yourself. And we couldn't pull it off. And that's all the law and the prophets. And if we could do that, Jesus didn't have to come. But the greatest commandment of the new covenant is not to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And not to love your neighbor as yourself, because that starts with you. You, you. Now, the greatest commandment in the new covenant is to believe that he loves you with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his strength. And that the Christ in your neighbor loves you. Not that we first loved him. He first loved us. Receive the love of Christ from the, from the church, from the brothers and sisters, from the bride. Receive the love from him. Receive the love from the bride. And that will energize the love that's already shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we will love the Lord. We will love each other. See his face. See your face. See his face in my brother and sister. See your face in yourself. It's an awesome dynamic. It's unbreakable. Because it's rooted in the finished work of the Christ who sits at the right hand of God. A high priest never to die again. Whoever lives. Whoever lives. That's the greatest commandment. Is to receive his love. To believe. And then... His power works in us. For God is at work in us, both to will and to do, according to His good pleasure. You guys doing good? Encouraged? Awesome. Who wants to uh, just pray for us before we leave? Who would like to just say a blessing? Anybody at all? Did you feel like you want to pray and give thanks? I will. Yes, excellent. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Angie. Either way, you can do it there. Amen. Thanks, Angie.